Samuel. Cuts it back. Ohio State wins. I'm putting my heart in this up. Let's go, man. That is as good as it gets. I represent me in this issue. Thank you very much. Have a great day. The ruling on the field, the touchdown is confirmed. Fourth and two now. You've got to get two yards. I don't know. I don't think so. No way. Kentucky wins. And welcome to the Peace of Mind podcast. My name's Kevin Jackson. I'm with AJ Nance. Mm-hmm. AJ, how you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Doing well. It's uh, November 5th. It's a Tuesday night, and the first college football playoff rankings are being revealed. And actually, just being revealed right now. So we're doing a, a live, uncut, real quick episode, a little reaction video to the first college football playoff rankings. I know it doesn't really tell us much because uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It's only November, but it's, nonetheless, it gives us the opportunity to see what the committee's thinking and uh, see where the official rankings lie instead of just relying on media members. So let's dive into it. Let's get it. So I'm looking here. I think we're all starting at the same place. Um, if y'all are, if y'all's TV is caught up to mine, uh, I'm showing Florida at number 10. Uh, okay. So we're going to start start at the top 10. Yeah. I'm, I think at, at this point in time, in the season, so to speak, um, I think if you're outside the top 10, uh, your chances of making it in are pretty slim to none. Well, you say that. Um, I, look, the only reason I know this is because I just I'm a Buckeye fan, but I just remember it being a big deal in the first ever one. The rankings came out. Ohio State was 14th, and we kind of thought the same thing. We're like, oh, we're screwed. Yeah, but I think even at that time, like Ohio State's 14th was what? They had one loss and they were one at 14? Yeah. Right. Um, Florida's here at number 10 with two losses. Now, granted, those are the top 10 teams, but um, you got to think that the teams outside of that, um, nobody's leapfrogging um, a one or two loss Alabama. Nobody's leapfrogging a one or two loss LSU. Nobody's leapfrogging a one, one loss uh, Clemson. Like, it's just... To me, it's just not going to shake out that way, especially when the teams outside of the top 10 aren't going to necessarily be uh, contributors outside of maybe Minnesota, not going to be contributors to their um, conference championship. Right. So let's. um, Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Let me dial that back. And Baylor. Baylor is undefeated. So they've got a chance to to make a push for this. But. it would be Baylor and Minnesota would be the two teams outside the the top 10 that I think still have an opportunity uh, to maybe make some noise. But um, if you ask me what I truly thought, I, I don't think they have a chance. Yeah, let's 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 actually just break down the let's just list off the rankings of the top 10 here uh, before we break them down. And um, we've got number 10. Florida, Mm -hmm. number nine, Oklahoma, number eight, Utah, number seven, Oregon, number six, Georgia, number five, Clemson, and your top, your top four is Penn State, Alabama at number three, LSU at number two, 
and Ohio State at number one. Anybody want to take first stab at initial takes? I'll tell you what I think. I don't think that – I know that it's going to sort itself out, which is why it's seeded this way. But in all honesty, like I have a little issue with Ohio State being slated at number one over LSU. Uh, they just don't have the resume that would put them there above LSU. Um, LSU has three top ten wins. Uh, they deserve to be at that number one spot. It's just that simple. I get it. It's going to play out. If LSU wins this week or Bama wins this week, they're going to go to that number one spot. If LSU or Penn State win, or excuse me, if Ohio State or Penn State wins, uh, when they compete, they're going to bump up. But on the surface, like LSU should be the number one team right now. It's just that simple. Well, I look, and a lot of people, um, this is why I, one of my um, arguments against uh, using just humans and the committee is into determining who gets to play for the uh, the the tournament. But um, I don't I don't think the committee does this, and I don't think they factor in like we're going to rank a team here and we're going to rank a team here because in the future it'll work itself out. I don't think they do that at all. I think they're truly just trying to look at it based off of right now. Now that's not saying LSU shouldn't be number one, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying they're not looking at this and go, eh, well we could put them here and then they'll it'll work itself out. Well, I, to an extent, like they're. Like, you could argue Penn State and Ohio State being comparable to each other. You could argue Bama being at two, LSU, like, whatever. Like, you could argue those. But at the end of the day, like, does it really matter what those top four are? Because they have to play each other in the next two weeks because they'll sort themselves out. So I don't think that the, the conference – like, I don't think the two conferences that are representing those spots matter – but I think when you're looking at it, when it's separate between conferences and you have to just look at face value of how they've competed, like at some point in time, you got to say like, okay, well, if we're rating this just based on strength of schedule wins and all that, like how would you not put LSU at number one? Um, or let me, let, I me, let me rephrase that. What would the case be to put Ohio State number one? Is it just – I mean, it'd have to be simply based on eye test, right? Uh, eye test, and I'm sure various other statistics. I mean, if you look at both sides of the ball, I imagine the committee will come because they the the commissioner or whatever they call it, um, the head of the committee, he will come out and they actually explain every week what they're thinking and why and you know what they value and all that stuff. So if I had to guess, the reason why Ohio State is there is a combination of the eye test. Um, they've they've tra they've trailed for like five minutes this season of game time. Um, their uh, the 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 victory margin is highest in the country at over forty points per game. Um, the uh, wins against uh, well, in the committee's rankings, the 13th and the 20th team, obviously not as good as uh, LSU's uh, because I don't know where Texas is ranked or even if they are ranked in the new rankings. So sure, they were ranked ninth at the time, but it's interesting to see what the committee thinks of that win now. Um, I imagine... Texas um, unranked currently. 
Texas is currently mm-hmm. unranked. So that's it's kind of one of those deals. We talked about this in the last episode of you know the value of the AP rankings, especially early in the year. You know, we thought this about Florida and thinking that they were overranked, and then Texas. Maybe they're that team this year that we're like we were high on because the way they finished last year. But when it's all said and done, they're really not that good. Which is true. But even even it, even then, you say, okay, they've got a win over number ten Florida, and they've got a win over number eleven Auburn. That should say slate them higher than Ohio State, whose best win is over number thirteen Wisconsin. Well, there's that, and uh, you know, and it's not just it's not just. Um, yeah, if I had to guess, the fact that Auburn – if I had to guess a big reason uh, they put Ohio State above LSU is the balance. Is they the their number one efficiency on offense, number two efficiency on defense. Um, LSU struggles. I mean, granted, they've won all their games, but – uh, they've struggled on defense. People would say they struggle on defense, though, because they're playing more competitive teams, though. Well, I would argue against that. Auburn, you know, they're playing Auburn at home with a freshman quarterback and a team that struggles to play offense. Yeah, but Auburn's and... better than every team that Ohio State has played. I look. I, I that's you make that. I mean, Ohio State's going to have uh, their wins by the end of the season. I'm not knocking that. But I'm just I, saying. I get what you're saying on your you, balance, but you, you would argue. You could say. Go ahead. My bad. You, you could say Auburn. You could say, like, if you're just looking purely at a defense, if you're looking at the two defenses, who's playing at a higher level? If you're looking at the two offenses, who's playing at a higher level? I mean, that's that that would be the argument that they're making. Yeah. I'm not trying to stake Ohio State's claim. I'm trying to get in the eyes of the committee and say, okay, well, this is why they would do that. That's fair. Um, again, to that point, it's going to sort itself out. So regardless of what, regardless of what side of the fence you're on, that, that is going to sort itself out. One thing that I saw uh, that was interesting to me in this top 10 is where they slated Clemson because it does look like they are factoring in Clemson's strength of schedule to where they're placing them in these rankings. Um, With that being said, they're in a really tough spot because I don't know if Clemson's going to have a win that's going to move them up. Like they're not going to beat anybody of notoriety that's going to move them up. What they got to bank on is things happening in front of them. Now, granted, uh, Ohio State and Penn State are going to play. Alabama and LSU are going to play. It'll be interesting to see after those head-to-head results what's going to what's going to affect how they rank those games. So then you're going to be looking at a a one-loss Ohio State or Penn State team who lost to a top four team, a one-loss Alabama LSU team who lost to a top four team. Um, a one-loss Oregon team who lost to a top-10 team, um, a one-loss Georgia who lost at home, who probably has the worst loss out of everybody in there, um, and how they're going to 
use that to rank things forward. Um, like I mentioned before, Clemson's not going to beat a good enough team to to move themselves up. But Georgia does have Auburn. Georgia does have a chance to go to the SEC championship and play uh, a high-rated team there. Oregon does have a chance to play Utah and move up. Florida does have ranked games where they can move up. So, like, how are they going to use those games moving forward to slate these teams? Not going to lie, I was kind of zoned out when you're talking. <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, with them ranking Clemson at five, like, all the teams around them, like, the there's three teams below Clemson who have definitively better schedules remaining. Clemson's not, not going to be an issue. Clemson's not. If they go 12-0, and 0, it's not going to be an issue. Why is it not? Because... Everybody above them is going to have a loss. Not necessarily. Okay, I'm sorry. Half the teams above them are going to have a loss. Okay, so we're looking at the schedule, or we're looking at the rankings right now. It goes Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, Clemson. Then it goes Georgia, Oregon, Utah. So Clemson does not play a single-ranked team for the rest of the season. Uh, They play Wake Forest. Clemson does not play a single good team or ranked team. What's Wake Forest ranked? Yeah, they're ranked 19th. You don't get to say Wake Forest isn't traditionally good, so we're not going to call them good. Like, they're a good team. They're 7-1. They're 7-1 in the bad conference as well, though. I get that, but you don't get to pick and choose. I mean, the committee just deemed Wake Forest 19. Okay, so they beat Wake Forest, right? Uh, To your point, they beat Wake Forest. And then – you're gonna then you got two teams behind you. Oregon and Utah have to play each other in the championship or later in the year. Whoever wins that game, that's a definitively better win than Clemson beating Wake Forest. I get what you're saying, but they're not gonna be left out. If they go to, if they go thirteen and zero, win their conference championship, why they will not be why left wouldn't out. they? Because they'll value going 13-0 and over, well, you had some good wins. It'll make up for that loss. So now you've set the precedent that your regular season doesn't matter. So moving forward, you can, you can never put the narrative into place that uh, strength of schedule or any of that matters anymore. I don't think, I don't think you can't say that it doesn't matter. It does. Matter. That's, what you, that's, different, that's what you're saying. Because it – no, because they've used those metrics when they're comparing similar teams. They won't view an undefeated in a one loss. They won't use that metric. They'll use those strength of schedule and that stuff when they're comparing one loss teams. Right. But so that's what they've done in the past. But if if I'm a team that has a a moderate to low conference, then I'm just gonna schedule bad out of conference opponents and I'm gonna let my 12 and 0 do the talking and win my conference championship because that's in sense what you're saying here i think you definitely put yourself at risk but you just said yeah i agree so I, I i really don't think they will but i see what i mean they could i don't think they will i mean but do you do you take the risk of running that precedent because if i if i if i'm 
I'm looking at the schedule. If I'm Oregon, my one loss is to Auburn, right? Mm-hmm. So if I would have scheduled uh, – Who's when it's all said and done, we'll probably have four losses. Who? Auburn. Yeah, well, right. But as of right now, the strength of schedule, Auburn's a better team than Wake Forest. Even I test on the field, whatever, Auburn's a better team than Wake Forest. No, but, but that's why they've changed the metric from strength of schedule to strength of record. Like you could have a strength of schedule and be three and five. It's like, yeah, we played a really hard schedule. Well, I mean, like Wake Forest, like they'll have a good, they'll have a good um, record, but will they, I don't, I think they may end with two or three losses. They might. So if I, but on the flip side, if I'm Oregon and I'm looking at this, I'm saying, oh shit, like we're on the outside looking in and my one loss was to Auburn. Well, next year I'm going to schedule New Mexico State, and I'm just going to go thir- twelve and zero, thirteen and zero, and then you can't leave me out anymore because that's the precedent you set. If you go undefeated, but as of right now, like Oregon would be in that position had they not played Auburn. Sure, but they'll also, when it comes to like teams, they'll be rewarded for that. Will they? I mean that that's that's assuming that everybody gets to like teams. Right now, like we're looking at this like the top four, there's not gonna be like teams because the top four have to play each other. Yeah, yeah, because we haven't played the last the rest of the game. But I'm saying like the top four, like obviously is not gonna be the same because they play each other. I agree. So they're basically being punished for playing better teams. No, they're being punished for losing. Right, because if you'd because if you'd win those, it's the risk you take. Because if you'd win it, then you'd be ranked. If Oregon had beat Auburn and they'd be undefeated, they'd probably be number two right now. I get that, but like, I feel like when you and it's why they're ranked above Utah. It's why it's why they're ranked above Oklahoma. It's because they're lost. They went out and played a better team. Right, but I don't. Feel, I feel like you can't. You cannot look at. Uh, you can't give your conference championship so much weight because in actuality, it's just another conference game. So what's winning another game? It is, but like it's winning another game. So you have another, and that's what the committee has has said in the past is you have, you have won another game. And I, if, if going back to LSU, if I had to guess if they probably made a pro and cons list of, I would say probably one of the cons is LSU does have eight wins. Ohio State does have eight wins. One of LSU's wins is against an FCS team. So do you really count that? I mean, you said wins are wins. Like wins matter. Like Well, I I would say that You can't you can't punish them for beating bad teams, but then not reward them for beating good teams. No, they're ranked number but two they, above two uh, Two other undefeated teams, but but given what you your given what you just said there, they should be rated number one because they beat better teams in their eight no, games. No, but what I'm saying is 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 there is if you're comparing the two, obviously there was something that tipped the scale in Ohio State's favor using all the metrics that they had. Sorry, I'm, I'm sure analytics. I tests, strength of records. I'm sure that, you know, Ohio State is higher in some areas. 
LSU's higher in some other some areas. Uh, so I'm sure when they're, I mean, they're just nitpicking hairs. At the end of the day, again, you're it, you're splitting hairs, one versus two. Like it, I agree. I, I, no, I agree. It's splitting hairs. What I, I guess what I'm saying is like that's a that's a tough precedent to set to say. Uh, just because you're going undefeated, we're putting you in, uh, and then you're penalizing people for playing tougher out of conference games to offset what some would say is a less. But even Clemson, but but what you to to your point is Clemson's not in. They're out. But, but you just said like if they went out, they're in. There's no way they're leaving them out, right? But okay, with that is banking that. Alabama has lost to LSU. Penn State's lost to Ohio State. I mean, it's, it, but that, that has to that's happen, banking, though. That's, that's, yes, I get that. That's banking it that there's two or three undefeated teams. Clemson's going to get in. But so that's what I'm saying. Like, in, in the future, you're setting the precedent of me, like. That's not setting the, that's not set. That precedent's already been set in 2014 against Florida, Florida State. They were undefeated. The ACC was crap. They got put in at number four. That was the punishment. You didn't get to be number one. They were the defending national champions. They were undefeated back-to-back years, and they still got put at number four. But who was who was five and who was on the outside looking in that had a case to be in? TCU and Baylor were one-loss teams. Who'd they lose to? I can't remember exactly who they lost to. I say that because, like, if we're looking at one-loss teams just based on, like, the finish of their regular season – a one-loss LSU or a one-loss Penn State doesn't deserve to be behind an undefeated uh, Clemson just because Clemson won all their games. That's that's and my I, take. I'm fine with making that. I'm fine with making that, and and I'll be I'll be the first to tell you that I'm a proponent of an 18 playoff. I, I again, I, you know, I agree with that. I'm saying, I, I guess my point is like, I I don't think you can show favoritism to. I would rather you put the best four teams in than the most accomplished, and I'm doing air quotes on that, team. Because we've talked about this before, and we've looked at lighter schedules. And we like even even years previously where, where the SEC's not been as good and Alabama's went undefeated. And it's been like, well, you know, their out-of-conference was the Citadel, was Fresno State. Like, they didn't play anybody. And so – yeah, you put them in, but at the end of the day, like their big win would be the SEC championship. Even in this case, uh, Clemson's big win is 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 going to be pretty lackluster for the most part. I agree. I agree. And I'll tell you this: if Penn, if Ohio State goes out undefeated, if Ohio State or Penn State goes undefeated, LSU or Alabama goes undefeated, if Baylor goes undefeated. And they have beaten Oklahoma, and they win their conference championship. And I mean, that's. I mean, that's that's I mean, tough. That's, that's tough. That's Clemson has Clemson has put themselves in a yeah. bind. Um, yeah, but up until this point, um, I would say the the chance of Clemson being in if they go undefeated is pretty high. Is probably. Is ninety is probably ninety nine point five percent. Here, okay. Here's my thing. If if Baylor goes undefeated, are they are they in? I would say probably yes. That's tough, but yeah, I mean, I think you're about right. But it's tough. Um, 
looking at this layout, what, I mean, can you pretty much say Oklahoma's out? Uh, no, I wouldn't say Oklahoma's out. I mean, barring pure chaos. like Yeah, pr- they're probably out. Uh, if I had to guess, um, I mean, obviously they're going to have to get a win in their in their conference championship game, which I don't remember how the Big Twelve does it. If they it's just, just do the top, top two teams. I think it's, it's each just other. the top two. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably get a rematch at Kansas State. If I had to guess, if I'm looking get the standings up for the uh, the Big Twelve, if I had to guess, it's going to be Oklahoma, Kansas State. Um, well, right now, okay. So right now it'd be Baylor, Oklahoma, Kansas State. So. Um, yeah, if, if Oklahoma beats an undefeated Baylor, because by the time that would happen, that, that would be in the top 10. Mm-hmm. You'd have a top 10 win, um, and your conference champion, you'd have one loss. I'd say you'd have a pretty good chance of making it. All right. Let me- uh, but with that being said, I would say the, the good chance is 60-40. I mean, that's that's more than 50-50. I mean, that, I would take, I'd say if you gave me 60-40 and I had lost the game, I'd take that in November. I feel that. Um, I know that we talked last time we were on the mic and, you know, we talked about complete chaos with Reese. Um, looking at this, let me throw a, let me throw a scenario to you. LSU beats Alabama. And then Georgia beats LSU. And then. Yeah, this is, this is the classic. Um, what if we get a, like, what if we get a ton of chaos with a ton of one loss teams, then what do we do? Well, well, based on this, based on these playoff rankings right now, um, it's still theoretically possible because you could tell with uh, Penn State, I'm surprised Penn State's that high with being 8 0. Clemson's at 9 0. I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt the team that's won another game. Now, granted, again, Clemson, who they beat Wofford, so maybe they don't really count that win. They don't, I think the committee in the past has, Tend to deflect FCS wins. So if you're look if you're looking at Penn State number four right now, you're looking at theory with what you just talked about. It, it's possible to have two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams in the playoff. Yeah, that's fair. Because because with that same concept of if uh, what if Penn State goes to Columbus and they lose a close game and uh, they end up going eleven and one don't win their conference, but Ohio State does and goes and wins their conference, uh, you could say that Pitt State has a legitimate shot to make it if they value them that high. You'd probably have a better opportunity if if Pitt State were to go beat Ohio State and Ohio State had the one loss and Pitt State went and played for the Big Ten Championship and Ohio State has looked good as they have all year long. And um, they're sitting there at an 11-1 and they make it, they could make it just like they did in 2015 when they, or 2016 when they played Clemson. Mm-hmm. And then um, Alabama did the same thing where they did not even play. They didn't win their division and they still made the playoff. Right. Right. Uh, so you're looking at that. If LSU were to, you said if Alabama were to beat LSU and then LS and then Alabama were to beat lose to Georgia yeah. in the championship. Either way. Either way. So, you're, so, so you're sitting there, you're sitting there at an LSU 11 and one. Alabama with a twelve and one record, mm-hmm. and you're looking at Georgia with a twelve and one record mm-hmm. as the SEC champions. 
it'd be hard in this year. Uh, I know. I know. Recently, they uh, the uh, committee, you know, they left Georgia out, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, you might need to tell Lindsay to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Football season. I mean, basketball season. Um, what you were saying, like no, but what loss, I said is, is would, you value, would you value that additional win to put them at twelve and one higher than the eleven and one LSU well, if it's a loser? I've been saying this all year is that this year has been the first year in a while where it's like, whoa, there's a lot of teams that are competing here. It doesn't <laughs> seem like there's one dominant or two dominant teams. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> We're gonna have to put a feature. And so, and so, um, uh, if um, like they did last year, they they did they denied George and George is all up in arms of like you know what we you know we've all we've lost two games, but look what we just we took went toe to toe with Alabama. We're one of the best teams. And it's like yeah, but. You just played one of the playoff teams. And you lost, and you right. Lost. I, and I think I think when losing one game, that argument, or losing two games, that argument's a little bit easier to make versus when your one loss is to a top four team, like that's a harder case to make. Well, right. And also, you know, there's there's a lot more parity this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think I think to be honest, like as a fan that's the biggest benefit of this year is like, there's so much parody. It's like, it doesn't, yeah. you know, like you could have like in theory and it's, it's not even a stretch. This is like a, a pure, like logical thing. You could have a one loss Ohio state, a one loss LSU, a one loss Bama, one loss Penn state, a one loss Georgia, a one loss Oregon, a one loss Oklahoma. Yeah, it's like who do you put in? A one loss uh Minnesota. And then it's like and then a one loss Baylor. And it's like who do you put in? Like I think I think that years like this one, and I put the caveat on this because we talked at length about this uh previously, and then we got some chaos immediately. So I'm sure this is not gonna hold up. But you look at that and you say maybe the chaos we get from this year is what finally tips the scales and makes the committee say, okay, let's look at increasing this. If, if not to eight, what about six? Yeah. We, and we will have to do another episode on the playoffs. Cause we could just talk all night about what our playoffs scenario would be. And uh, the one thing that I, that I think that needs to, that needs to happen is that a system needs to be put in place where it's kind of like the pass interference call in the NFL where you make a call, but then you can use some human judgment. Mm-hmm. So like you play by your rule, but then you use some human judgment to guide yourself through that rule in case something egregious happens. And that's where it's where I think a college football, all the college football is so different. And I think what's what happened last year's is we were ready to crown Alabama, the champion all year. And then all of a sudden they get, they lose by four touchdowns. And at the end of the day, nobody knows, nobody really knows how good these teams are until they play each other. Right. That's very true. You can use, you can use all these metrics and say what you want, but at the end of the day, you can't, 
it's best to say how good somebody is until you, you, until it's all said and done. And then you can look back and say, okay, let's, 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 let's open up the hood on this and let's take a look because I mean, same thing. Uh, Let me ask you this. For three weeks. We're like, damn, sorry. I was gonna say like LSU just walks into Texas and you're like, Oh man, what a barn burner that is. And then you find out, Oh, Texas wasn't that good. You know what I mean? True. And so at the the time we're using the, we're using the metric. Wow. They beat a top 10. That's ninth ranked team. And it's like, well, if we look back, maybe they weren't that good. And it's not to say like Texas, they're they're good. Texas is a good team. They got good players and it's a big deal. And and LSU should be right. And, and, you know, and again, I know I didn't grow up in SEC country, but with, SEC Network being owned by ESPN, I do understand the influence that it has when all you see is SEC, when all you see is this, and you're told that this is it. You know what I mean? That this team is better. Because, uh, but I mean, you go to the bowl games and, you know, sometimes the SEC lays an egg. They do. And then yep. you get the argument, well, nobody really wanted to be there. And it's like, well, okay. You, uh, you, and yeah, like we talked about last year, like you can't use that as a caveat or as, as a um, as a cop. Yeah, with the Georgia-Texas game. So let, let me ask you this. Um, and we've gone over this before, but given what was given to you today, who would be your top four? Uh, to be honest with you, I probably would have put Clemson in the top four because of that ninth win. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they literally have more wins than everybody in the country. Uh, and I get that. Uh, I, they probably would have been in my top four. I probably would not have put Penn State in the top five. Even with the men, um, even with the, um, a win over who their biggest win is, they got a win over. Uh, number 14, Michigan, and number 18, Iowa. Yeah, I think Michigan's an okay team. I, I think that Michigan's got a good – I think they've got good players. So I think that will end up being a quality win. Um, I think I, – <laughs> I, I get yeah. that we're – like we're – I think, you know, we're arguing for the sake of what we feel our top four would be. But even when I take a step back and I say like – you say Penn State shouldn't be ahead of Clemson. When I look at that, I say they've got two definitive good wins, and Clemson, their best win of the season will only come when they beat number 19, Wake Forest. They don't have a good win yet. Okay, so well, then I'll get back to you. Is, is why is, you know, I mean, that's like why is Alabama ranked so high? I, I, I didn't hear this until today that, that you know, it would people weren't going to be surprised if Alabama was the one that was ranked fifth. And I was like, Oh, well, you know what? That'll never happen. But you know, I, I could see that they haven't played any. I, I 100% agree. I don't, I don't think either of them should be rated as high as they are. I think, if you, I mean, but I think if you, I think if you looked at this like this, you could make the argument for Penn state being three Clemson being four and Alabama being five. And that would make more sense to me because they're valuing better wins. Or you could look at like 
an Ohio State one or LSU one, Ohio State two, Clemson or Penn State three, uh, Clemson four, Alabama five, and that would make more sense because you're looking at their schedule today and saying we're valuing wins like total wins and like the impressiveness of those wins, but we're also saying we'll value all wins and records. But at the end of the day, who's got better wins, we're giving the nod to. And that would be okay. Right. And I think what happens with Alabama is, and they're not supposed to do this, but it's the bias, it's the recency bias. It's the uh it's the star power. Penn State doesn't have a star. True. True. It, Alabama is it's not a it's not Alabama a sexy is, pick to put in that top four. Or right. Alabama is pumped into your TV every week. Tua, Heisman, the receivers are the best ever. That's That stuff is pumped into you every single week. And you hear that message over and over and over and over again. But, and, and, and to their credit, they've won in the past. Mm-hmm. So, but again, that, none of that is supposed to matter this year. So again, who, who would, like, and you give me whatever order, who, who do you feel are the top four? Uh, I'd probably put LSU number one. I'd probably put Ohio State number two. And then, I mean, what I'm thinking about it is I'd have to take Alabama, Penn State, and Clemson, set them down, and really nitpick. Um, because to do that right, to figure out which one was three or four out of you know the last two out of three undefeated teams, mm-hmm. you'd have to really sit back and evaluate and what do you value. Um and and again, it, it goes back. It's hard at this time of the year. Like I said, you never know until these teams play each other because you're like, okay, well, let's put on the film. And you look at Alabama just running by people, and it's like, oh my gosh, wow, look at them, look at them, they look great, they look great. And it's like, but then you forget they haven't played anybody. That's true. Um, does it matter to you that Clemson had a close call with North Carolina? Does that factor in anywhere? Because, like, I, I, you could say, yeah, Clemson's handled business and done what they need to do, but, like, they've also looked – they look shaky at times to start the season. I'll say, like, the last couple of weeks, they've looked much better improved. Yeah, I want to look at trends. You know, if I – I don't like to look at snapshots. When I'm ranking teams or if I'm trying to evaluate a team, I want to look at a trend. Uh, I'll, I'll look at uh, 2015 Ohio State team. They just struggled all year long. And I don't, you know, and they lost that game against Michigan State. And then all of a sudden, the last two games against Michigan and Notre Dame in the bowl game, they just turned into this world beaters that we thought they were going to be. Uh, last year, Ohio State had one loss. They left out. And you're just looking at the trend all year long. They just couldn't play defense against anybody. Mm-hmm. And you just saw this trend. And it's like, you know what? Over this period of time, it's just not good enough. I, I, it, that is absolutely ridiculous to hold the North Carolina game against Clemson as heavily as people do, in my opinion. Because you're at the end of the day, you had you had one of your worst days and you won the game. I mean, I agree, but at, at some point in time, something has to, to be a factor. Like, and that's why I look at trends. That's why I look at trends. You know what I mean? Like, is, I that like, an anomaly? is that an anomaly? Is it fair that, like, I think that and you've brought this point up to me before, but like, not using, not using previous years to determine this year. 
Like everything is looked at through like through like a tunnel of just this year's perspective and lens. Well, that's yeah, and that's fine. But I, I, I think they're I think they're I think they're right where they need to be. Um, that's fair. I would say that to me personally, I would say LSU's one, Ohio State's two. I would say Penn State's three. I would say Clemson's four, and I would say Alabama's five. The reason why I would say that is because I would value records like they're all five and zero, oh, so or they're all undefeated, so they all should go in there. Um, I would say LSU has the best wins out of everybody, so that's why I'm slotting them at one. I would say Ohio State has looked as complete as anybody, so that's why I'd put them at two. I would say Penn State has the next slate of good wins, so that's why they would go at three. I'd put Clemson at four because – I think that they have, they're undefeated. They have an additional win, and they've handled business like they should. Close calls or not, they've done that. I put Alabama at five for the simple fact that I think that Alabama's wins are equal at best to Clemson's wins. But the one thing that I think separates them is – uh, Alabama's going to have a chance to have better wins moving forward. And so given what they're, if they do what they are supposed to do, they will jump Clemson and that cat. Like I get what you're saying. Like don't rank them for the fact that you can move them forward, but that caveat matters is because like, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I can evaluate this team and move them forward. Given what they do in the next week or two. And if they lose, yeah. fine. Clemson still I, I at just, four. I, I just, yeah, I just fundamentally will not. I, I'm not. I don't think that's. I think that you should, um, from a statistical standpoint, you look at the data you have and not the data that might be. I understand. I mean, but like the might be is not a stretch. Like that is 100% going to happen. So it's not like you're saying, well, we'll take into account if they beat this team or do this. Like it's definitively going to happen. You're just saying like rather than I'll go with, I'll go with what matters right now and then I will I will eliminate and make adjustments when what will happen takes place when that occurs. Does common does common opponent matter to you? Uh, it does when the resumes are very similar. So Clemson and so Clemson and Alabama have a common opponent. Does that matter in ranking? Depends on the opponent, I guess. Like if if they if they both beat New Mexico State and Alabama beat them just sixty two to zero, and Clemson beat them thirty eight to seven, like uh, whatever. So you know, what I mean, A and M's their 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 uh, similar opponent. Clemson won twenty fourteen, Alabama won forty seven twenty eight. Not enough variance there to make a real difference, in my opinion. But like. Would that matter if there was a big differential between how those two teams competed against a similar opponent? Well, you got to talk about, I know we talked about this is, is when you're evaluating the the wins against ranked teams, especially the ones that occur at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. you got to imagine uh, again, 
you got to look at it with the brainstem. Like you have to evaluate it. Like if Texas and Texas has had a lot of injuries, is Texas not good now because they're just, they got completely wiped out. I know Purdue's not even in the running, but Purdue's not a bad football team, but they are because they're, they've literally lost two quarterbacks, probably one of the most electric players in America. And then their defensive captain. Mm -hmm. So arguably the three best players all got hurt. And for a team like Purdue, they can't lose that and you know, still be comfortable. You, yeah, you're going to look at Purdue and say, wow, you guys went four and seven, four and six or whatever. And it's like, it's like, uh, you know what? That's tough. Now, if you're looking at common opponents mm -hmm. and if you're looking at Texas A&M and Clemson plays them at the beginning of the year, and obviously there's other factors like where was the game played? Was it a night game? Mm -hmm. So on and so forth. So if Clemson plays A&M, and let's say Kellen Mond is quarterback, mm -hmm. and A&M's ranked 12th like they were, you win 24-10, to 10, it's at home, good win. You know, you're early in the season, they're early in their season, and then let's say Kellen Mond gets hurt, mm -hmm. and three weeks later Alabama plays them and they just beat the brakes off them. It's like, okay, well, I get it. They're a common opponent but they're really not the same team if without their best player. You know what fair. I mean? That's fair. That's fair. So I, I, I'd have to look at, yeah, common opponents do matter, but you'd have to look at the ins and outs of the games. Who played, who didn't play, was somebody hurt? Um, you know, what, what if it's, you know, like the, the first game of the year, you know, like uh, yeah, Auburn and Oregon played, you know, it's, it's, it's the beginning of the year. It's going to look sloppy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's tough. Look at Oregon and say, how could you? You know, you lies lost that week one game, and it's like they might get a benefit of the doubt when it comes to like, well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, sure, they might not look great in that game, or maybe they their game was sloppy. But I know you said this earlier too, but like, if you look at LSU's win over Auburn, and Auburn does end up eight and four. And their four losses are to four top ten teams. Like that's a that's a totally different eight and four than losing to bad teams. Like that's 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 a wildly different. It is, but if you can't beat a top ten team, you don't deserve a chance to play for the championship. No, no, no. I I I, I get that, but like if Aub if Auburn's eight and four and they lost to number one out or number one LSU or number two LSU, number three Alabama. Number ten, Florida. Number six, Georgia. Like, yo, that's 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 wildly different than like an eight and four where you dropped a a conference game on the road to an unranked team or something like that. Like that's yeah, and that's tough. And here's here's like a paradigm shift in college football. Okay, and this is this is starting to become a trend. It's kind of like Final Fours in basketball. Mm -hmm. It's almost like as long as you win a championship, nobody gives a shit if you win championship. <laughs> yeah. They were like, well, you you know, Tom Izzo, he hadn't won one in 20 years. But it's like, well, he's made six Final Fours. And it's like, okay, so really just the precedent is as long as you make Final Fours, you're good. Yeah, that's, that's fair. You know, and so like I, the way I see it with like the SEC, it's like you want to pound your chest and say, well, we're the best conference. It's like, okay, so it just so happens to be that your playoff is all year long. And it's like, yeah, but we want to be in the playoff. And it's like, does it really matter at the end of the day that you made the playoff? 
I guess at the end of the day is you wanted the chance yeah. to get to play for right. it. And that's, that's the systemic fundamental problem. And that's why you need to start getting away from humans Make to an extent, limiting options of who gets to play and who doesn't. I read a statistic today, no number one seed in the, in the no number one t- uh, ranked team in the college football playoff rankings at the end of the year has won the college football playoff. So in our eyes, why have we deemed the committee the foremost experts on picking the best team? They haven't picked the best team yet. How do you get rid of that? How do you, like what system do you put in place to offset the because it, it, then you run into the issue of something like the BCS where it's mostly computer generated. Uh, well, and and again, we could get into this. We got to get into this in another episode because, mm-hmm. but uh, BCS margin of error is so small when you only have two teams. Yeah. Do you? Th- you know what I mean? Does eight, does eight resolve it, or can you resolve it with? Uh, can you resolve it with um, six? I think you can resolve it with six. And again, six brings a problem of who gets the two buys because that is a huge advantage. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I've, so, if you're allowing humans to then pick the who gets, who the, gets the two buys, yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well then, you're you're your hand picking two teams and maybe that's what they want. These are who we are. Think the two best teams and these other four that we let play each other. We, we can't really decide between these four. So let's let them work it out to see who he's going to play the best two teams. But it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, well, again, if there's two undefeated teams and all the other teams have one loss, then how do you separate? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but that's, that, oh, that, actually, no, that, that makes, makes more sense. sense. And you get the, because you get the two buys, yeah. yeah. But if it's like, but if it's like you have one undefeated, a twelve and one team, and a twelve and one team, and it's like, well, we're going to give Alabama the buy, and it's like, well, screw you. Why did they get the buy? Yeah. Well, because you know we think they look better, and it's like, that's fair. That's fair. Do so you- uh, the problem with six is you you're giving a huge advantage that's being caused by humans picking, and humans are susceptible to bias, and and. All that stuff. Okay, so I know know we're about to get off here. I know I said this before that I had the last question, but I truly do have one final question for you. Uh, We talked about this in a previous episode, but you were saying the impact that um, preseason rankings have on wins because uh, we bring up Florida a lot, but in the beginning of the season, we felt like Florida was not a top-tier team. And so we were using that to say, like, well, how good is a win against Florida or yada, 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 given that. I, I, think, they get the, I think they get the benefit of the ba- doubt when they lose. Because they're such a it's like they lose, team if they lose early. Yeah, they lose, and it's like, yeah, but they're, you know, they're ranked eight. They're still a really good team. So then, And then they lose again, and you're like, yeah, but they lost to this team. Like, they're still a really good team. And it's like, well, it's like, kind of like Auburn. It's like, well, you're going to, you're going to open your eyes one day and they're like, wait, Auburn's got four losses. So, so given that same effect, like if you're looking at this and, and I know that justice mentioned, like we've got seven, eight more weeks of rankings to move forward. Like, I know there's a lot of argument and opinions on how these rankings fold out. Now, do you feel like it plays the same amount of uh, role in like wins moving forward? 
what the rankings now and uh, the impact of of the quality of wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like now, and given that we still have six, seven, eight more of these rankings to come out. Uh, okay, well, so here's what my thing is with the. Uh, that's why I like the playoff committee rankings. Like the fact that they're going to rank a team this late in the year. I like because they're gonna they're gonna press pause, evaluate the data, and then make decisions with a larger sample size. Mm-hmm. I mean, the AP does the rankings with no sample. They have no statistical, no no data to back up why a team is this good or that good. There's literally no data. It's all conjecture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all prediction. I think this is going to happen based on these players. So um, I, I think that these should hold more weight and they will hold more weight because when you look at teams like, uh, and I really wanted to get into the 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 other not just the top 10, but if you look at a team like Minnesota ranked 17th, I think that's probably fair, but the AP has got them 13th Mm -hmm. because the AP is more of a political poll. Eh, Well, you haven't like Clemson, we're going to keep you at number four because you know, that's the top four matters. And it's our way of saying, Hey, you're still doing a good job. You're still our defending champion, but you're still in it. Right. Right, and Penn, uh, you know Minnesota's undefeated. So hey, they won the games. Put them up there. Right. But it's like the committee will say, no, no, no. We think they're ranked seventeenth. I feel like Minnesota's ranked quite low for for me personally. Uh, but then again, and that's why you play the games. And th- and again, this is hard. It's really hard because it's it, it's because you Minnesota's not a traditional power, so they're not going to get the benefit of the agree. doubt. Penn State. Penn State is going to go beat number 17th ranked Minnesota or maybe, you know what I mean? And, and maybe Minnesota is better than 17, mm-hmm. but we think that they're, we think that they're lower. But see, like to that same point, and that's why I asked the question, because you have a Florida who's a traditional powerhouse and, you know, based on their preseason rankings, they're still in the top 10 because of what they've done. Versus you look at a Minnesota who you traditionally don't put up there. They've done everything we've asked of them for the year, and they're slotted at 17th. And it's like, you know, if Penn State gets a win or, you know, vice versa, if they get a win, like think about how like they're jumping over spots that they probably should be slotted ahead of anyway. But just because they're not a traditional powerhouse, they didn't get they didn't get higher, higher seating or higher ranking. Right. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's. I mean, it's. It's all opinion. I, at the end of the day, like still, like because there's a human element to it. I just. I like to poke holes at it because, like, I feel like to your point, like they put Clemson up there because they have the additional win. But you also got to look at uh, what's taking place with all the other teams and like take that into account too. Yeah, that's. Um, it's tough to put a team out. After they've won all their games, especially a defending champion. Do you think so? Uh, do you think if Minnesota wins out, like they beat Penn State, uh, they beat Ohio State like later in the year and they win out, they would be yeah, they'd in. be ranked in the top four, they'd be in. Yeah, they're okay. in. No doubt. Even even spotted at seventeenth right now, you think like like they're gonna have the movement that they need to get rated up higher? They'll have two top ten wins. Two top five wins. 
What other team in America could say they had that? Uh, LSU could. Could. They'll have – they could. So, yeah. But then, then again, you're saying two top five wins at at the time of when they're playing them. So then we, we're going back to, like, looking at them where they were versus where they finished too. I just, it makes me it makes me nervous because like seventeen that's a lot like and granted Ohio State moved from fourteen up into the playoff into the final four but Ohio State is a traditional powerhouse so I, I yeah mean, but Ohio State did not they did not move up that year until people started losing too they, no they did two things they 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 beat uh. They went on a tear after they lost to Virginia Tech. They went on a tear. I mean, they like scored fifty straight. They scored fifty in five straight games, four straight games. They went on the road to Happy Valley and beat Penn State. Who Penn State wasn't that good, but I mean, again, that's it's a tough environment. Shows you can go on the road. It's growth. And again, they hovered and hovered in the teens until they went on the road in November, and they beat top ten, number eight ranked Michigan State on the mm-hmm. road. And. Uh, and so then they jumped. And then the next week they played 25th-ranked Minnesota. And so they went on the road again and beat another top 25 team. So they started getting traction with their wins. Mm-hmm. And so Minnesota's in the same boat. They're 17th now because they haven't played anybody and beat anybody. But they they go through their schedule, and then they beat – if they beat number four-ranked Penn State this weekend, then they go to the Big Ten Championship, and they beat uh, – Number one, Ohio State, and all along the way, they at home beat Wisconsin, who's ranked thirteenth. I mean, they're going to be in. But if you have a if you have a uh, an undefeated LSU or Alabama, you have an undefeated Clemson, and all these teams in front of them, like Baylor, could still be undefeated. Like they could. So, they, so but I think. Baylor won't have those. Won't have those. Won't have those wins. That's that's a that's wild to me. Like, I, I mean, I get it. Like, and it makes you're, sense. But you're, people's natural instinct is to say Minnesota. They're going to get wrecked in the playoff. It's they, another they won big the game. team, and they won't yeah. score. But again, it's like, yeah, but they they're going to get wrecked. They beat they beat Pitt State. They beat Ohio State. They beat Wisconsin. Like they won. Like. I would say that, but then also, like how how much how much importance do you put on the Wisconsin win? That'd be their third loss, and one of those losses being to a mediocre. Oh, point. AJ, it's it's a it's a quality win. It's you beat a good team, but how, you didn't beat a you didn't beat a world beater. You didn't beat an elite team. Wisconsin is a good team. You beat a good team, right? But then then you can't say like then LSU's win against Texas was still a good win then. I'm not saying it's not a it's not a good win. I'm not saying it's. I, I was saying I'm not going to drop my jaw and go, "Oh wow, they beat a top ten team." Sure, they beat a good program. You know what I mean? They, that's a good win. I I get what you're saying, but to move up from 17 into top four, regardless of the wins, is is mind blowing to me. And it's not just that it's Minnesota, like. It just feels like they're they're it just feels like they're unfairly seated so low right now that 
I don't think so at all because they, their their non conference their schedule is backloaded. That's the only reason. That's fair. It's, it's, like who's who who's Baylor beat as far as like like teams? Iowa State. Who they were ranked when the time they played. They, uh, but don't get me wrong. I mean, Baylor's schedule might be. Or like even then, like Wisconsin has a loss to a non top forty team in Illinois. Like, why are they seated four slots higher than Minnesota, who's undefeated? Yeah, it's all valid points. This is why you create a system where it's it's done on the field. Yeah, I just it it scares me for teams like Minnesota because I think that to your point, it is held against them that they don't get a lot of TV coverage like an Alabama. They're not like a, a national blue blood, red blood, whatever you want to call it, like Ohio State. Or they're not a they're not a defending national champion like Clemson. Because like right now, Minnesota has better wins than Clemson, but they're slotted thirteen spots back. And that scares me for how much their wins are gonna have to matter and leap to get them closer to the top four. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's recap this. Uh, we haven't even gotten a chance to get through the whole top 25. We've got uh 25th ranked SMU. Just kudos to them. Um, would never have guessed that they would be in the first initial college football playoff rankings. Good for them. Uh, 24 Navy, 23 Oklahoma state. In my opinion, the perennial like mid <laughs> mid mid twenties, late teens ranked team. They live there, man. Hey, uh, number Shane Michelle is balling at SMU. By the way, good for him. He is. He is. Uh, number twenty two, Boise State. Uh, number twenty one, Memphis, getting the win in prime time against SMU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number twenty, Cincinnati. Who Cincinnati's intriguing because their only loss. Is to the number one team in the country. Can I give you a, uh, yeah, I feel like they're unfairly slated low. Can I give you a hot take? What's up? The Atlantic Conference or the American Conference is better than the a- ACC? Uh, could be. Could be. It just doesn't have the crown jewel. It doesn't. But, like, I mean, you look at these rankings, their teams are, they got teams in there, man. Yeah. That's hard. It's how you judge a conference because if you really did a tournament, of this conference versus that conference, who's left on top? The ACC would. Win. I think so. I think so. But but is it deeper? So, uh, all right. Well, we've got uh, keep going down here from uh, nineteen to eleven. We've got uh, the aforementioned Wake Forest Demon Deacons at number nineteen. Number eighteen, in my opinion, the most overrated team on this list is is the eighteenth ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't think they're any good at all. Uh, number seventeen, Minnesota. Now I'll, I'll go back a second. Iowa could be good. I don't think they're that good. Like they have the pieces to be pretty good, but um, them losing the tight ends, that's such an integral part of their offense. And they're just not good offensively, but they don't have a dynamic tight end mm-hmm. where they can like, they could put two tight ends in there and they can pound you. But then all of a sudden you got to bring in linebackers to play them. But then their guys are first round tight ends mm-hmm. in the NFL and you got, you can't cover them in space. That's what makes Iowa so good. And they don't have that. Uh, uh, we also mentioned number 17, Minnesota, number 16, Kansas state, probably the most unexpected team on here. 
uh, teams on here at 16 and 17, Kansas State, Minnesota. Uh, 15th ranked Notre Dame, 14th ranked Michigan, 13th ranked Wisconsin, 12th ranked Baylor, and then Auburn at number 11, which is, uh, I would say, not for long. Yeah, it's – man, I'm – I said this before talking to Sam, like, you know, they got, uh, there's a lot of chatter online and stuff. And I don't know how much of it's true, but of Malzahn being on the uh, hot seat. But if you go eight and four and your four losses are to the top 10 teams, like, I get it. Like, you're Auburn, like, you you want to be winning those games. But, like, it, I just think you got to look at it under a different lens when, like, we're not losing to bad teams. Right, like we're losing to really, really good teams. Yeah, um, but here's at the end of the day: is does the product on the field look good, even if you lose? And I think that's what they're struggling with offensively. Is it just doesn't look good? It's just it just doesn't look good, and. Uh, you can lose putting your best foot forward. I think people would be okay with that. But when you lose and you're sitting there asking yourself, man, what could have been? Mm-hmm. That's when that's when you start to get the, the boo birds. Yeah. That's that's where they live right now. That's that's unfortunate truth. That's where they're at. And it's it's it really stinks. It's kind of like the Ohio State's offense last year with Dwayne Haskins and them throwing 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards passing. I mean, they could light it up on anybody, but they couldn't play defense to save their life. And it's like, man, we wasted this offense on the no defense. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Because I, th- I, I mean, I had the opinion last year that Ohio State could have scored on anybody. They could have scored on anybody, but they weren't going to stop anybody either. True. And um, so, Dumb. nonetheless, um, so we've gotten up to the the top eleven. Outside of Minnesota, is there anybody here that kind of draws your attention of like, hey, they can make some really big strides and leaps moving forward? Uh, Michigan. I think Michigan could end up being in the top top 10. Uh, they've got the opportunities ahead of them uh, to win. Uh, you know what? Uh, and I go. I know they're not going to get the love because they're not a traditional power. I mean, you know this as being a Kentucky fan. You're always fighting the stigma. Mm-hmm. Is Indiana is seven and they're two? They're seven right and two, now. man. And they're, they're really good team. They're not a bad team, and so Michigan's got to go play them. And Michigan's better, and they should, and they could lose. But you know, they if they beat Indiana, I mean that's that's a okay win. Um, but then they got. Ohio State as well. So if they were to go uh, and beat Ohio State, I think they would jump up a bunch. I don't think Wisconsin has any business. I, I think they'll hover around 13th. Um, Cincinnati could be the one, but I think I think a group of five, they're going to keep the group of five away from the top 15. That's not undefeated. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but I think that not being undefeated really puts them behind the eight ball. Um, but yeah, to your point, um, a lot of things still left to shake out. Um, a lot of talk that we had today is just simply un- <laughs> unnecessary because eventually it's going to shake out. Be interested to see what it does. But I think um, 
for right now, evaluating where we are in the season, we've got a lot of great things to look forward to. Um, and, and there's a lot of things still left to be played out. And I think as, uh, uh, an NCAA, like overall, overall look like that's what you want it to look like. You want it to still be like wide open the further you get into the season. So I think that that's a great point. Um, yeah, it's healthy. It's healthy for the yeah. sport. I mean, it's you look at the NBA and how many people hated it that it was Golden State Cleveland every single year back to back. Like you have that parity, so it's something. It's something for your fans to look at and be intrigued by. So I think that matters. Yeah, yeah, and plus, um, and, and from the NBA standpoint, it, that whole two teams play is not good for it, the sport. I don't think Alabama Clemson playing every year for it is good for the sport. Um, but the difference is in college football, the playoff matters, the regular season matters. It's so more, so much more dramatic. Whereas the NBA, it's it, it's not dramatic. That's fair. It's not at all. It's just too many games in the Eastern Conference. You have teams with losing records in the playoffs. Uh, most of the time, those early games are sweeps. Or early series are sweeps. It's like that's eh. fair. Um, the only difference is college football in the playoff is you, you have 130 teams. At some point, you have like, even if you probably get a blowout, you have to let the teams decide it because you just can't. You know what I mean? The NBA, the leagues, the NFL. There's only 30 teams. It's so small. Everybody plays mm-hmm. each other. It's so much easier to tell the skill wise and the talent wise, and the schedules are uniform. So, at the end of the day, the college football playoff probably needs to be expanded so that the teams are deciding who the national champion is rather than people. Well, the t- other than people determining who gets to play for mm-hmm. it, but also maintain balance that so you don't become the NCAA tournament. That's fair. I think that's fair. So, well, that does it for this week's, the initial breakdown of the college football playoff rankings. Uh, I guess it's it's it. This is a rare five Saturday November. So <laughs> it's a it's, it's a, a long, long end of the season. It's a long month. It's a long month. So it's going to be a good one. Looking forward to the games this weekend: Alabama, LSU, Penn State, Minnesota. Also, I bet you somebody on the playoff committee tonight is getting a death threat from the from the networks. Because we almost had the first ever one versus two in college football and the first one versus two <laughs> in college <laughs> basketball in the same week. Now, granted, the AP has still got LSU, Alabama one and two. So from an AP standpoint, that's still going to happen. That's the first time ever. But it kind of puts a little damper on it when you know it's not the, the AP is not the real <laughs> ranking. Ah, somebody's pissed right now. Like, for real, guys? We couldn't let this play out one week. That's all right. We might, yeah, we hey, just make might it. get it next week. Who knows? You might. You got a chance. You could. Uh, you could. Um, it's not possible. That's well. Not possible. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. Uh, whoever wins Alabama, is going to be two. Yeah, because because you're you're beating the number two or the number three ranked team, and Penn State would be beating beating the seventeenth ranked team. So yeah, you're not going to judge. That's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, I think that 
if we can, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I may be able to, but if we can all get back together, let's uh, hit them with a, a money line later in the week. But I think this was, you know, some great information for the first rollout of the playoffs and uh, definitely leaves something to be excited about for the rest of the month. Uh, as always, y'all, please rate, review, subscribe, or share it with your friends, your family, uh, get the, get our names out there. Uh, the more that we can do to help with that, please let us know. Uh, any feedback you can get us, let us know. But we'd love to hear from you. Um, hopefully, we're giving you all some solid content that you like listening to. But uh, with that being said, we will catch you later this week.